Hello, this is the 14th episode in the Creative Flow podcast series, hosted by Anthony Bellani and Kimmery McKernan. It features discussions with thinkers and change agents important to the science of creativity. We would like to welcome Tabitha McNabb. Tabitha's creativity knows no bounds. From catering soul food dinners to running a daycare to writing a cookbook, she is passionate about connecting her passions. She is completing her final semester for a Master of Science in Creativity and Change Leadership at the Center for Applied Imagination, SUNY Buffalo State College. Welcome, Tabitha. Thank you. Tabitha, can you please share the story of how you came to study creativity? Well, I came to Buffalo State College as an undergraduate in business. And as I was going on to um, trying to find my way about my master's degree, I decided to, um, I met some friends on campus and I decided to look into creativity. I always knew how creative, creative I was as a young, young woman, but I just wanted to just pursue and uh, push forward to see what was really out there for me and how it would help me expand my life. So I wind up going, um, applying for uh, cre- creativity, uh, creative studies, and um, I got accepted. And so I started from there. And how did you find some of the first classes you were in? Um, I was helped by uh, teachers uh, from my undergraduate, um, professors, and then, you know, I was in an EOP program, so they had helped me, um, you know, search for classes and things like that there. So I had wind up meeting with Dr. Pazuccio, who is the head of creativity studies. Uh, He's the uh, dean. So that's how I started, and he was helping me with the classes. Yeah. find the classes that I was looking for. Yeah. So how do you feel that you, did, did you feel like you were in younger, you had more creativity? Do you feel like you lost it and found it? How did that work for you? Well, no. Well, I started all back from when I was seven years old, um, cooking in the kitchen with my grandmother. She, um, she was, she's Southern and she passed on. She's 94, Roberta. So everything I have learned, I have learned from her. So I started, the first time I started was when I cooked a meal for my dad for Father's Day. I wind up burning the meal, but he still accepted and ate it anyways. So he told me, he said, you're going to be a good cook one day. So I think that's where it started from. He had put it in me, he encouraged me and made me feel special that day, even though I had messed up. Uh, that's beautiful. It, it, it sounds like your dad is already on the uh, vibe of our uh, positive uh, uh, view of uh, problem solving. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, we listed so many activities. Uh, tell us about all those uh, different activities in your personal and professional life, and how do you incorporate uh, creativity in each one, and how okay. do they differ? Okay, well, if okay, it started as from like I was 10, seven years old, just cooking, um, you know, trying to cook and then, you know, tasting my grandmother bowls and being in the garden with her and, you know, identifying fresh fruits and vegetables and uh, different meats that we was going to use to put into the greens and different things like that there. So I it's that well, what I do right now from today, and I can go back a little bit, I am a um, chef and a kitchen manager at Buffalo State College Daycare Center. I cook vegan and vegetarian meals for, uh, from infants to preschoolers. And um, I also do, I have my own catering business called Taff Fabulous Soul Food and Catering. And I do that for my church family, I have to put a community, I reach out to different, um, you know, um, I cook uh, dinners and stuff and sell dinners. And I sell them to like friends and family and then just around restaurant in New York. So I sell the dinners to different people like that there. So basically it just started from that. And you say, how do it defer? How does um, uh, 
how do you incorporate uh, creativity into all those activities? Well, I um, far as with the children, because you know, children they have no limits on if they like something or they you just they they just don't mind telling you it's nasty or throw it on the floor. So what I have to do with to be creative with the children is I have to I take the fruits and vegetables or the snacks and I um like for instance I make um like uh fruit shish kebabs. So I take a cookie cutter with different shapes, like they can identify stars or hearts or different things like little animal shapes or whatever. And I press it out in the fruit, whether it's watermelon, cantaloupe, melon. And then I put it on a, a stick that's kid friendly that it won't poke them in the back of their throat. So they seem to like that. And then I like when I um, take their food, I take it and um, I just make like little, like little animal shapes, alphabets and stuff like that. So they can identify what they have. So that's one that's one one way I do it. As far as adults, I don't really have to go that far with them, but I do have to make sure that they taste buds just, you know, just cater to the need of what they was looking for, what they order, whether it's um fried chicken wings, macaroni and cheese, collard greens, lunch and um, like a peach cobbler and different things like that, banana pudding. Yeah. Oh man, you you can bring that menu right over to my house if you don't mind. <laughs> I would love to. Thank you. Great. So we understand you're working on a unique project for your final project for the master's degree. Yes. Can you describe it to us and tell it tell us why it's important to you? Well, I'm working on my uh, kid friendly um, cookbook. That's, that's called Tap Fabulous Kid Friendly Cookbook. And the reason why I'm working on that in my master project, I started it as an independent study. So I started my rough draft last semester at Buffalo State College um, in creative creative studies. And I decided to take it to make it my master project so I can have a, um, a better timeline on when I'm going to publish it so I can um, get more knowledge and skills and understanding on how I want it to look. So I had came up with some ideals since I've been working on my master project since February about making um, taking a book um, 20 to 30 pages. And uh, I'm gonna have recipes in there, some of my good recipes that I use at the daycare for that's kid friendly. Um, I'm, I'm also researching more recipes that's kid friendly and coming up with some of my own ideas that that's kid friendly. So I want to make it like a scratch and sniff where they can um, like scratch the vegetables or the fruits or some of their favorite snacks and they can smell it. And then with the fruits and vegetables, I want to make it where they can touch and feel so they could touch the texture because children seem to today like the way things feel and taste mm -hmm. and smell. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important to me and just to get the nutrition out there and that they can have a right calorie count and that they can enjoy um, making the meals with uh, their caretakers and their families. Do you find it's hard to get children that age interested in vegan and uh, vegetarian food? Well, no, because a lot of the children that I work with at the daycare, now I got to do research on um, on the rest of the world as far as the children. But as far as at the daycare, a lot of the kids there are vegan and vegetarian. So they've been um, had this process going since they've been babies. And that's how, you know, they've been brought up. So and I'm just fulfilling their parents' wants and needs of keeping that in their um, household. <laughs> That's but awesome. think um, right. But the thing is, just to make sure that other children that's not, they're still enjoying the same thing. That's now that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. But it's not just for vegan and vegetarian. It's for all, all different kinds of people. Great. That's beautiful. Uh, uh, you may not realize this, but uh, your your uh, uh, scratch and sniff and and touch and feel uh, concept for your cookbook 
uh, goes all the way back to uh, the program's founder, Dr. Sidney Parnes, who Ooh. has done lots and lots of work with uh, exciting our other senses other than uh, our uh, taste and our, our uh, eyes. So you're, uh, you're right in with the uh, grand tradition of our department. Um, oh, tell us uh, about your experience um, in, the, uh, in the program. Uh, what courses uh, and what, what things in the courses really stuck out to you that you feel you're gonna start using and maybe a, a, a special professor or instructor um, that said something that really uh, sticks with you? Okay, well, I have three um, professors that, that, that's really touched my heart and um, will be uh, Sue Matters, and these are our creative studies uh, professors and doctors, um, Dr. Pasuccio and Dr. Firestein. Now, I'm gonna just give a brief about each one. Uh, Dr. Sue Matters, she's been working with me from, from since I started creativity for two, almost two years ago. So she allowed me to um, brainstorm and she allowed me to let me be who I am. So like with projects in her class, I um, was able to uh, cook and like uh, demonstrate my creativity through my presentation through serving food. Like I did a presentation with a wing dip and then I did a De Bono presentation with the six hats where I was able to do the cookies and I designed the six color hats on them and I did the tablecloths. And I just, you know, it just, it just took everybody's storm by surprise. And the wing dip presentation I had set up and I just did that just for uh, a taste and feel, but I had took it and put it into a, um, a creative, a creative leadership um, presentation, but it was more of a, really like a cooking show I did as a, um, as the presentation. So she let me, allow me to do that. It was a creative cooking uh, presentation that I did that she allowed me to do. So the reason why she stuck with me is because she allowed me to be myself. She didn't, you know, it was no boundaries, no deferred judgment. She wanted me to feel comfortable. And, you know, even with the other people that I was doing the projects with and my classmates, they probably did a lot of the research, but I did a lot of the cooking. So that's why with her, Dr. Peluccio, I really uh, care for him a lot because he don't have, he has no limit on time. So if we got work that's due or whatever like that there, cause I, I take a creative leadership class with him. Um, he don't, he, he more of making sure you understand the concept of the class and making sure that you're getting what you need. He don't put time, he don't think, time, he say think time rushes things and then you don't do your, your best at it. So that's the reason why I love him so much. And he's vegetarian and I got a chance to cook for him. So I got him, so he loves that about me. And then Dr. Firestein, I took a, a class with him, which um, uh, was last semester and it was a uh, facilitation. So he taught me how to facilitate and be a leader. He taught me how to um, do presentations, um, how to brainstorm and put up sticky notes and um, post-its and, you know, and just get into group settings and we figure out a plan and, you know, our pluses, minuses, and strengths and weakness. So that's what I liked about him because I got a chance to find out what areas in my life I'm strong at and what areas of my life I'm weak at and what, um, what ways to overcome the situation and to become a better person at what I'm doing and to help others do that too. Man, man, you got the best of those three people and they're, uh, they are, they're, they're really uh, excellent folks. Uh, yes, they are. Sounds like you're having a good time over there. Yes. Well, as someone who's ready to graduate, what are your upcoming plans? Where do you see the science of creativity going in the future, Tabitha? 
Well, um, I could I complete my uh, Master of Science in um, Leadership because I will have two dual degrees coming from that. Um, and May May 14th, I'll be done, actually. Yay. And <laughs> thank you. Congratulations. So I'm looking forward to um, finishing that up in a couple of months. And then going forward, I was going to go do a multidisciplinary track in uh, Master's of Science. And for three semesters, I would take that to get my master's in nutritional. And then I was going to go on and get my PhD in psychology because I do want to study children's mind and the minds of others and just to see where they where their health, their knowledge, nutrition, their growth is. So that's where I want to take that to go to the next level. Hey, so I'm going to that. <laughs> Great. And how about the science of creativity? Where do you see that going? Mm. I can see that going around the world, you know, because now it's different. When I was raised, um, we wasn't able to really, and I'm 48 years old, I wasn't really able to exercise my creativity because, because when somebody told you to do something, you had to do it. You had no, no say-so back, back, back in the 70s, in the uh, early 80s. So it was like, you know, it was to be seen and not heard. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that was the era I came from. But now that I am in creativity and I'm, I'm learning how to be creative and I can exercise and I can speak my mind and I can show my ideas and I can just share this with the world, you know, the science of it, that's the beauty of it. But I see it going, I mean, hopefully to my great, great grandkids. I'm not a grandmother yet, but one day, you know, I will be able to teach them how creative, what I learned in creativity and how creative they can be and that they can use their minds and they can open their mouths and they can speak. And they can be free. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. Beautiful. Well, here's the the question we uh, love to ask each of our guests because uh, it's the name of our show. Tell us about your creative flow. Okay. Well, my creative flow is when I'm creating uh, when I'm creating vegan and vegetarian meals, when I'm creating healthy snacks for children, when I'm helping the community, when I'm um, helping students and just empowering people just to be who they can be and all they can be, when I'm out servicing the community, um, helping the people that's in need, giving them um, soup and sandwiches and giving them a, a kind word to let them know that, you know, I know where you, where you what your struggle is. I have probably been in situations, maybe not like that, but letting them know that you got, you're not alone here. It's somebody that loves you and care for you. And that, you know, how creative that you can be if you just give yourself a chance. It feels like along with the, uh, uh, the salt and the pepper, you were uh, adding a healthy dose of creativity to those meals you're making. Yes, I do. <laughs> and a little paprika. Love <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. Thank you, Tabitha. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. Yes. Thank you for listening. This is Kimberly McKernan and, and Anthony Bellani. We invite you to tune in again to the Creative Flow series. We hope you translate your creative flow into action and your actions change the world.